I'm Curtis. <laughs> what? Welcome to He Read, She Read, the podcast where a couple of married bookworms discuss what they're reading and learning. Today we're discussing bookstore romance. We'll share some of our favorite bookstore date ideas and tips. I'm Curtis. And I'm Chelsea. Before we talk about bookstore dates, we have a listener question from Ruthann, whom some of you might know as Definitely RA on Instagram. If you would like to submit your listener question for us to answer on the podcast, you can either submit it via Twitter or Instagram and send that to at HeReadSheRead, or you can email us, and our email address is HeReadSheReadPodcast at gmail.com. Ruthann asks us, do you have a similar approach to book buying? I don't know if we have the same thought process, but I'm a big believer in the want to read function on Goodreads, and I have a separate book wish list on Amazon. Is that kind of the vein of the um, question, or how do you interpret that? I have a wish list on Amazon too, and want to read on Goodreads, but the majority of the time, I'm either not buying those books on Amazon, I'm using that as a list that I look at when I go to independent bookstores, mm -hmm. or I use those both of those lists when I go to the library. It doesn't necessarily mean that those are books that I want to own, those are just books that I want to read. For you, that's one and the same. <laughs> if for I want me, to read it, I will buy it. For me, I will buy it if it is a book that I already know and love and know that I want on my shelf forever. And usually I'll get that if it's like a special pretty edition. Or if we're at an independent bookstore, it's a book that I am pretty confident that I'll like. I buy it partly as like a memory of the trip to that bookstore and because I want to support it. And then partly to have on my shelf to read. I don't necessarily keep all the books that I buy either. So I'm kind of careful about, am I going to buy this? and read it the one time and pass it on. I think about all of that too. Like, what is the book's worth sitting on my bookshelf? Is it gonna be passed around and loved? Am I gonna love looking at it and reminding myself of reading it? All of that stuff comes into play. It's complex. Mm -hmm. But for you, it's just like, I want to read that. See it on the shelf, buy it. Mm -hmm. It is now in my possession. But even when we're going through an independent bookstore or a larger bookstore, I'll still have my phone out with that either one of those apps because I'm kind of a functioner of looking at reviews when I'm seeing something. So I'll go to like a discount section at Barnes & Noble, for instance, and I'll look at a biography and then I'll be like, I need to look on Amazon to see how many stars this has and how many reviews, which is kind of a, like, if not a lot of people have read it, but it's got five stars, I have less weight to that than something that has a ton of reviews that has four stars, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But those are those are what I'm looking at. I'm not really looking at Goodreads for reviews as much. It's mainly just going on Amazon and seeing if people like it, and then I'll buy it. Yeah. I think that our book buying habits depend on the bookstore as well. Usually, if we're visiting a new independent bookstore, new to us, not necessarily like new to the world, um, we'll both decide, like, okay, we're each going to get one book. Preferably a hardcover that's a little bit more on the expensive side just to support the store. 
That's, yeah, a, that's at least if, how I feel. If we've budgeted for it in our trip, which usually <laughs> most have. of our budget is books. Um, if we're going to like a library sale or a used bookstore where everything's super discounted, it's basically just a free for all. And I'm more likely to go in with no inhibitions in that situation, whether I like really think carefully about buying the book or not, especially at a library sale, because that's supporting the public library. Truth. Yeah. Also, if it's a gift card, all bets are off. Because that's basically just free money. Yeah. For you to spend how you wish. But otherwise, I'm a really careful book buyer. I don't think I would categorize myself as a careful book buyer. I would just call you a book buyer. <laughs> if it's on the shelf and it piques my interest and it has enough stars on Amazon, it goes in my bag. Yeah. And you'll let it sit on your shelf. Yeah. Until it's up for circulation. All right. So maybe we'll talk a little bit more about book buying strategies as we talk about bookstore date ideas here. So let's go into a couple of the bookstore dates that we've come up with. These are dates that most of them we've done before or that we think would be enjoyable. We have five different types of bookstore dates. Do you want to talk about the first one? Sure. So this one I feel like is more for if you're established as a book couple, you've been to bookstores before, we're, we're calling it mutual introversion, where you're both walking around ignoring each other while you're browsing whatever section you're partial to, and you occasionally meet up in the middle to show off your hauls that you have so far. And then eventually it goes to discussing what you found over a nice meal. Yes. That's the date that we have about 90% of the time. Well, we've also been on quite a number of book dates at this point. Yeah. So it's easier just to be like, hey, you're going to your corner, I'm going to my corner, we'll meet in the middle. Or we know where to find each other because we know what books the other one's looking for, pretty you're, you're typically. Gonna, you're going to find me in the history section, mm-hmm. I'll find you looking at maybe a new cookbook or the YA yeah. sections. So I'd, I'd say that this one is more an established book buying couple where you're just comfortable going to your separate ways where you're not like... The mutual to, introversion Where you're not date. attached at the hip. Yeah, I think probably it's not a great first date idea because you're not necessarily going to have the opportunity to get to know each other super well if you're just wandering separately in the bookstore. Mm -hmm. But if you've been on a few dates already, or like you said, if you're an established couple, or if you're married and you both like books, wandering around separate areas of the bookstore, if you're, especially if you're both introverts, surprisingly fulfilling. Perfect way to go. Yeah, but I think that last piece is important too, though, to be able to discuss what you found with each other, to connect at the end of it. So there is that piece of connection, especially if it's like over a meal or going back home for a glass of wine or whatever. It's nice to have that discussion of like, well, what did you find? And showing off your books and explaining why you picked them up. Better than just doing it in the checkout before the credit cards come out and then you have no idea what the other person yeah really looked into it shows that we're interested in each other's reading lives mm-hmm. and we can celebrate the finds and also be like oh that that looks interesting i might like that too yeah and sometimes you learn something new about your significant other's interests all of these bookstore dates i would add really quick as a side note these all work really well even if you're not thinking romantically like these work really well as friend dates too true So I don't want to exclude the people who 
aren't Arms. pursuing any romantic relationships right now, I think all of these would really work if you're just friends as well. But we are married. Often these are dates for us. So going forward for book swap, this one is really fun if you know each other well enough to pick out a book for the other person. So for book swap, for this date, you each choose a book for the other person. And usually this works well if you have a conversation beforehand about like what the other person is most interested in reading or their current interests. So just to give an example of this, we did this as a bookstore date before you left for deployment because we wanted to each buy each other a book and sort of like write a note in it for each of us to have while you were deployed. You got me a book on crisis leadership yes. that has been dog-eared and book-darted and highlighted and read a bunch of times while I was gone. And I don't think I expected that necessarily when I picked it up. I mean, so I saw it on the biography shelf and grabbed it right away. And I don't think I expected it to connect with you. Like I knew that you would like it, but I didn't expect it to be like such an important book for you. It might have been the circumstances that kind of... Prompted it. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm really happy that you loved that one. And that's been one that I said in a previous episode that I wanted to revisit again and see mm-hmm. if it still holds its water. Yeah. And then the book that you found for me, I actually haven't even read yet. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> We're talking like this is a year ago. I know, but I had told you going in that I wanted you to pick out a nonfiction book for me mm-hmm. because I thought that would be a little bit easier for you because you are very much a nonfiction reader. Nonfiction is my forte and I do I'm... feel a lot of pressure picking out books for you. Yes. I'm not as much of a nonfiction reader. I'm trying to read more. So I thought that would be the best, easiest way for you to pick out a book for me. I'm still, I'm planning on reading the book. It's just that nonfiction isn't the first thing I grab. So um, you got me the history of Wonder Woman Mm -hmm. in a really pretty paperback. And yeah, I think we both ended up being really happy with the books that we chose for each other. They sort of met what we were looking for. We had, I mean, without having that conversation ahead of time of what each of us wanted, it would have been tough to pick out books for each other, I think. I feel like you would have had an easier time doing it for me than I would have for you. Yeah, I would agree with that. I just, I I feel more pressure picking out books for you. Why? Because you're in the book industry more than I am and you're more well read than I am. So just kind of walking in blind being like, I don't know if she would like that is kind of what goes into my head. Yeah. But it, it's a little bit easier when, you know, you give her a hint to be like, hey, I want to read more nonfiction, something I'm very good at picking out, mm-hmm. and then factoring in that it's got to look good on Instagram, which means <laughs> that I've got to, put, I've got to pick out a good cover. So, you know, just had to pick up a nice cover of Wonder Woman. That's, I, I really liked that date. That's something that I would definitely be interested in doing again. I think that's a really fun one. And I think it's a sweet way to establish and connect a memory with the book. I especially thought it was cute. So I don't think we wrote in the actual books to each other, but we got bookmarks. I think you wrote in the actual books. In yours. But writing a quick note, because even though like you might not purchase the books for each other or however you arrange that 
financial piece of it, it's still a book that you picked out for the other person. I think it's still kind of like a gift. So it's nice to personalize that. That would also work well, I think, as a holiday or birthday date. Like our birthdays are a month apart from each other. Mm -hmm. So if we decided we're just going to get each other books, I could definitely see going to the bookstore on like a date in the middle between our birthdays and doing that as like birthday presents. Kind of a connection to that crisis management book was the other book that I brought on deployment was a General Grant and General Lee biography that you had given me for my birthday in 2015 Mm -hmm. that had a note in it that I didn't remember and then when I opened it up it was like oh that that was really nice of her. Yeah I like having stuff written in books. I think it's sweet. But I think the important point on the book swap is if you're feeling pressured or you don't really know what to get the other person just have a conversation about it give each other some hints. Yeah you'll still be surprised. And I think even when we were in the store I each of us might have narrowed down like these are two books that I picked for you and have the other person narrow it down. You can do that too and still have it be as meaningful. Or just really risk it all and go totally blind and pick out a book for each other and surprise them. It might just be my Enneagram 3 in me, but that would just freak me out. Because you need the approval from me. I need to win. (laughs) We'll talk about Enneagram another day. (laughs) We can get real on that one. All right, uh, the third type of book date that we're going to talk about is scavenger hunts. So this is where you pick up an obscure word from a title, uh, discover a genre that you're both not really into, or just going around the store and finding the weirdest book possible and then picking that one up. This one's definitely lower pressure than the book swap, and it could work well if you're getting to know each other. It's kind of fun. It gives you something to talk about that isn't yourselves. So it kind of takes the pressure off of that if you're getting to know each other. Um, I just think it would be hilarious if you're walking around and you're looking for strange book titles, really weird covers. I think you could have a lot of interesting conversations that stem from that. Um, I also think like scavenger hunt wise, discovering a genre that you both typically avoid. Like what's one that we typically don't really get into? Romance? I've been reading a little bit more romance lately, but you definitely let me let me rephrase. There. I avoid the romance. Yeah. So what's the one that? Really... And I'm like new to reading romance, so that would be interesting to go down that aisle and like try and find a book. I mean, it'd be really easy to find weird book covers. Oh, definitely. And maybe some interesting titles. Um, what's one that we both avoid? Um... I avoid sci-fi, so it'd be interesting to go in that aisle with you and try and find something that I like or that we both are into. That's what makes it a scavenger hunt is if you're, if you have to search a lot of bookworms, if you're a bookworm and you go into a bookstore, you know the two or three places that you're going to go look first. Scavenger hunt doesn't necessarily have to be a list of things you're hunting for, but there's an element of the hunt to it where you're looking for something so I feel like we might have done this when you started getting more into YA and I was avoiding it like the plague because yeah. I had the unfortunate misconception that it couldn't be read by adults. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, that was kind of like, you're going to go in this section, you're going to find something and maybe you'll like it. Mm-hmm. And then that delved into the Red Rising books, which I really liked. And the whole series has been enjoyable. You read that series really quickly. Well, most of them were on audio, which helped. Yeah. So... 
but they, they're really good. Mm-hmm. I think that if I were to say that there was a genre of books that I was avoiding over the past couple of years, it would have been YA. Yeah. And then just kind of, as you were reading more of it and some of them were good stories and we were listening to them together, there's some that I'll enjoy. Yeah. So the element of the hunt might be like both of us going into the young adult section and trying to find a book that either you would like or that both of us would enjoy. So that's Scavenger Hunt. This next one's kind of fun. This we one haven't I, done this one yet. We need to, though. Are you sure? Well, you haven't done this? Are you sure? No, we haven't. Okay, you want me to talk about it? It's your turn. <laughs> it's my turn. <laughs> so this next state that we came up with, we call it Foodie Finds. Nice alliterations. Oh. It has to be. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. alliteration. Um, this one is where you go to the bookstore and find a new cookbook. So this would be a cookbook that grabs both of your attention. Um, And then you find a recipe in it. So part of the date is finding the cookbook and the other part is like finding a seat so you can flip through the book and decide what you're going to make for dinner that night. Go to the grocery store and then that night cook a new recipe together. And um, (laughs) side note, preferable if you also bought some books to read after dinner. (laughs) Books for dessert. (laughs) Just to bring it all together. Yes. I feel like we've done the hunting for new cookbooks and for new food ideas together, but we haven't done it to the extent of now we're going to go get groceries and have dinner for tonight. Right. I feel like that's tough for us because we're just planners. So even when we're going out. Yeah. My meals are already planned for the rest of the week. Exactly. But I just think this one would be a lot of fun. I think especially... um, There are couples who already enjoy cooking together. If that's you, then it would be just an added element to date night and cooking together. We don't often cook together, but it would be a fun way to give us more quality time, but it's attached to something we love, which is going to the bookstore. So we might have to try this sometime. I think it sounds fun. I'd be a fan of finding like a dessert cookbook. Of course you would. And then just picking something out for later in the night. Dessert. Yeah. To go with the It books. would have peanut butter in it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, this would be a lot of fun, I think. This next one or the last one? All of them. <laughs> well, the I'll... last one I think is fun too, though. Well, I'm going to bring it home with matchmaking is our fifth uh, bookstore date idea. Uh, this is where you can ask a bookseller to match you up with a new book to read together or a new buddy read. So it works well if you've got shared interests, uh, but could also be a fun challenge if you're into different genres, kind of like we already Stump discussed. the bookseller. <laughs> well, that's always fun. I feel like this is more beneficial if you're a regular at whatever store you're going to. Sure. Like a little indie one that you like or somebody that knows you that can make good recommendations. But it'd be interesting. Have you ever asked a bookseller for help? No, because I always know what I'm looking for. You always go in with your lists. Yeah, I go in with my lists or my little Excel documents of a series that I'm trying to finish out and put in check marks. Yes, I do that. Um, (laughs) Or, I don't know, going to bookstores is such introvert time for me Yeah. that whenever people ask me if I need help, I'm always just like, no, leave me alone. (laughs) You don't literally say that. I say, no, I'm good. But... (laughs) There's the connotation and the tone of, I can find my yeah. own books, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, that's just the independent introvert in me where, like, even if I'm going to find something new, I don't really need your help to get it. I will, sure. I will figure it out myself. I've, 
warmed up to asking booksellers for book recommendations. Well, they do have a certain set of expertise. Yeah, and I think it's fun. I do like to have conversations about books with people. And mostly I've been inspired by Anne Bogle. Of course. Yes. (laughs) And one of her recommendations for enriching your reading life is to actually ask for help at the bookstore. So I had the best experience ever with um, Annie at the Bookshelf Thomasville. Yep, yeah. And asking her for book recommendations and having conversations around books that we both read and loved. And it turned out that we had really similar reading tastes. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I also just like to ask the booksellers what they're reading because I don't often ask for help. It like I have to push myself to do it, but it's less about the introversion thing and more about because, like you said, I'm kind of tuned into what's coming out, the new books, what's hot. I've already filtered through a lot of that myself. So you know kind of what's piquing your interest. Yeah. Um, Or I've heard of a lot of books. So they're not necessarily going to recommend something that's new to me. But if you ask them what they're reading, it might be a backlist title or it might be a title that I hadn't considered, but they might be able to sell me on it if they can explain why they love it. I don't know if it's just my internal bias where I'm just like, these people aren't reading the same things that I am and wouldn't know what I'm looking for. But they might be. You never know. Maybe I'll have to try it. If Anne recommends it, then it must be good. Then it must be true. The other thing I do love if there's a section of the store that is just recommendations from the booksellers where they have the little cards. I'll go through those all day. Yeah. Because it's, you know, I can be nosy, but I don't have to talk to them. It yeah. would be like Tommy Sue and Betty Lou recommending this book, and I can just impose judgment on them. Be like, I, I don't want to read that, Tommy. Or I'll be like, <laughs> Betty, that looks like a good one. I can respect that you need that introversion time. Thank you. I'm, I'm just trying to push myself a little bit more to have those conversations with people. I feel like it would be beneficial, but I would just need one sour experience to just be like, I'm never doing that again. But book people are the best people. What's the chance that you're going to have a sour experience? I don't know. It's kind of like, do you still go to the checkout at the grocery store or do you do self-checkout any chance you can get? I don't really think it's the same thing. I don't know. I, I feel like it's all factored in together. Because like, if, you're, if you're talking to someone at the bookstore, you're talking to the bookseller, that's not small talk. Oh, did you find everything that you need? Like, it's not grocery store small talk. That I will avoid because... I don't want to have a meaningless conversation, even if it's for 30 seconds. Exactly. But if you're talking to someone about books, that's not going to be a meaningless chit-chat, how's the weather kind of conversation. You're already getting into your interests. You are already getting to that deeper level of conversation where you're talking about something you're mutually interested in. I feel like I would need to know that that mutual interest exists before I would engage in that conversation. Books. Books is the mutual interest. Books are so wide that it would I would need something more specific. So it's either, you know, going to the staff recommendations. Finding or, who's reading sci-fi or who's reading political biographies. Yeah. Go up to them and be like, hey, can I find this person? Um, <laughs> they seem to be interested. Betty! In this. Where's Betty? She's interested in the same <laughs> things I am. Um, or if we're lucky enough to be a regular at a bookstore where with owners that we enjoy and can, <laughs> someday someday you know 
I feel like it's it worked out really well for you and Annie, like because you'd been talking and that was a special trip for us to go to Thomasville. But yeah, that's that's different where it's a specific recommendation where you know that person. I just remember standing off in the corner and doing my own looking <laughs> while you were just ha- <laughs> having full conversation. Yeah, and then you just were like, hey, this is my husband. He's over here. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, I do think we should just try it one time where we go in and ask for the bookseller to find us a buddy read that both of us might like. Mm -hmm. Because I think that would maybe take the pressure off that you're talking about a little bit if it's something for both of us. And it's more challenging for the bookseller. Yeah. They've really got to prove their mettle if they're going to find something that we'll both enjoy. Yes. So... Just to summarize before we move on to our bookstore date tips and a few of our favorites that we've gone to, our dates were mutual introversion where you just walk around (laughs) separately and then come together at the end. Uh, My personal favorite. Yes. (laughs) Book swap where you each choose a book for the other person. Scavenger hunts, which is a broad term. It really just means that you are hunting for something specific, whether it is silly or a new experience, but you are hunting down books. I feel like that's a good one for if you're in a relationship, whether that's a friend or a significant other, Mm -hmm. where one person isn't really into books as much. Yeah. Because they can find enjoyment in the hunt. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think Foodie Finds is another one that would be if one person is less interested in books than the other person. Because everybody likes to eat. Yeah, everybody likes a new recipe, something to look forward to at the end of the bookstore date. But yet that person who's more into the bookstore would get the opportunity to walk around as well. I do think that one. And then matchmaking, that one is probably where you the one where you ask a bookseller to match both of you with a new buddy read. That one really is for two equally matched readers. Or not necessarily, but... You have to be willing to read together. Mm -hmm. So a couple of bookstore date tips, and we might have touched on these a little bit already, but just to reiterate, becoming regulars at your local bookstores is not only good for the community, but it gives you a lot of opportunities um, for connection and makes it a little bit easier to go on dates. So even if that's not a local independent bookstore, I know some towns don't have that even if it's your local barnes and noble um you're still supporting a bookstore Mm -hmm. and the more that the booksellers get to know you the more opportunity you have to be hooked into bookstore events and other things that might interest you as a couple or a couple of friends the next tip we got is researching bookstores whenever you're traveling together now this is a big component for us whenever we're doing long weekends yeah going on vacation we'll incorporate whichever big city we're going to we'll hit up whatever bookstore is most recommended in that town so we planned a specific trip to thomasville a couple of months ago uh, during the summer Mm -hmm. um mainly just to go to go to the bookshelf yeah uh, but that also was when we went to Nashville for a long weekend last year Mm -hmm. Uh, went to Parnassus yeah books um, notable for me because you found uh, The Name of the Wind mm-hmm. at that one, which turned out to be one of my favorites. 
that was an inadvertent book swap where I found you a book and I was like, I really think you'd like this. <laughs> I don't think I returned the favor on that one. But no, it, but I got, I still got satisfaction out of that. <laughs> um, and we're both coming from Savannah where we were for the last four or five years and we were big supporters of E. Shaver Books, which mm-hmm. was independent bookstore downtown that we both really enjoyed. I still have all their bookmarks. Yeah. But, but it still makes me sad that we're not going back. Do then. you remember which books you bought where? Yes. So do you remember, so did you get anything besides The Name of the Wind at Parnassus? Um, no, I think that was it. I think that was one of those, we had already roped so much money into the trip that I was just we like... We had gone I'm, to a couple other bookstores yeah, too. Yeah, I think that, well, we had a we went to that used bookstore and I walked out with like 20 Stephen King books. Yes. So then we went to Parnassus and it was like, I need to slow this down and just get one. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember, I got the Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead at Parnassus. Do you remember what you bought at the bookshelf in Thomasville? We're just tackling the Georgia bookstores right now. Um, Thomasville, I had a... I think I bought a sci-fi fantasy book. I can't remember what it was called. Something library. Yeah, it was like about some type of fantasy library culture. I'll look it up and put it in the show notes. Yeah, but that's... They, were, they had the full series of it, and it, it it piqued my interest. I got three books at the bookshelf. Well, you had some good recommendations. Yeah, it was hard to narrow it down. I got A Place for Us, The Ensemble, and You Think It, I'll Say It. Um, do you remember any books that you got at E. Shaver? Well, the last time we went, um, was our last trip there mm-hmm. and we've kind of been on this true crime kick. So I had both Helter Skelter, which was the original Manson murders book. That was kind of what started that genre. Uh, but I ended up going with Truman Capote's In Cold Blood, um, mainly and it was this was a rare one for me. I just really liked the cover. Like the cover was really it was well done. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good copy of it. And I haven't read it before. Yeah, you're not usually a cover by kind of guy. No, but this was. I felt like it was fitting for a final trip to that store. I was going to get yeah. something that I was going to remember. So might as well get a classic. I've got I got a few books from E. Shaver over the years. I remember getting Educated by Tara Westover. Um, Florida by Lauren Groff, which I got a signed copy of that one. I was very excited. That's always a good pull. Yeah. What about our bookstores? The other bookstore that I just wanted to note is our favorite whenever we visit our family in the Milwaukee area in Wisconsin is Downtown Books. Huge used bookstore. Ladders to go up to the tippy top shelves. The ladders and tall shelves just reminds me of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. They're the best. They have a great selection in every single genre. We've found some really good books there. I usually find some good Agatha Christie paperbacks or copies of my favorite childhood reads. I've gotten some really nice copies of Anne of Green Gables there. I think I finished out my um, Roger Kreiss, Elvis Cole, and Joe Pike detective stories, mm-hmm. Private Investigators, which was like a 15, 20 book series that I just found some really good copies yeah. there. And I want to go back because they had some really good-looking illustrated versions of the Dark Tower series that I, even though I own the books already, I wanted to pick up some of the yeah. versions. So they've, they've got a good selection. Mm-hmm. That brings us to a good point. 
especially if you're sharing a checking account and you've got the same budget, set a book purchasing limit before you go into the bookstore. This is the worst part of the bookstore date. <laughs> For you. For me, I love yeah. setting the limits. Uh, I, yeah, the impulse control <laughs> is something that I have to control when I'm... Like, it's easier when we're at, like, a indie bookstore or a place... To just say we're purchasing one. And make it a good one. Because yeah. you want to support your local sellers, but you don't want to go crazy. Because we because you get three books and you end up spending like $80. And you want to eat that week. Yeah. Um, but if it's a used bookstore or a library sale, it's all hands on deck. But even then, you can set a budget limit. So I'm thinking of like Book Warehouse was another one of our local bookstores in Georgia. But that... Book Warehouse was a nonprofit bookstore. All the proceeds went to charity and it was mostly library donations. So every single book was $2. So we could go there for date night and say, we're all, we already spent X amount of money this week. We're spending $10 and each of us could get like a handful of books or we're only spending 20 bucks. So we would get a lot of books that way, but there was still a price limit. My strategy was always to have a stack of about six or seven mm-hmm. and then see what you had and put some back so that I wasn't the crazy one with yeah. eight books. So. I will say, as we have continued in our marriage and our budget has expanded a little bit, it is a little bit different. Like when we first got married for the first couple of years, Pension pennies. we just walked around bookstores and we very rarely actually bought books. We really just roamed around for the fun of it, which was still fun for us to just look in bookstores And we got a lot of satisfaction out of that. And then as we had more expendable income, the book budget has increased. And it's really just where your priorities are. For us, sometimes... Books are important. Yeah, well, they're always important. (laughs) But sometimes we would rather go to the bookstore than spend $50 on dinner. And so we might spend $50 on books. So it's just where your priorities lie. When we go on vacation... We're not doing all of the attractions in the area. We're not necessarily um, spending money on souvenirs other than books. books. So everyone's budget is different. So you have to work that out before you go into the bookstore, whether you're working that out with your partner or if you're going with a friend and you need to work that out yourself (laughs) and have a little self-pep talk. I'm always just jealous of the people that'll be like, yeah, I'm just going to go to a regular, it doesn't matter, I'm going to go to any store and just buy whatever book I want to. With no regard for budgets or whatever. (laughs) To some extent, that sounds nice, but go to the library then. Yeah, maybe they're people like me and they just want to own all their books. Yeah, and I, I hear that, but I do, I like having the price limit because it makes me more intentional about what I buy. It makes, it gives it that extra bonus factor of you have to, Narrow down to what you really yeah, want. Yeah, I think that's important. Um, if there is one person who doesn't necessarily love bookstores as much as the other person, you can very easily include other activities on your date. We would not know this life because we've always had the same amount of love for bookstores. For we me. realize that we're very fortunate in that. And that's not knocking couples who are mismatched in their love for books and bookstores. Everyone's different. We'll do the opposite where you need to go to like Ulta and spend some time in there. And then I'll I'll say, well, yeah, but I I need to go to a bookstore now. Yeah. (laughs) But a bookstore date can very easily just be like a quick, oh, I'm going to pop in here. 
or it can be a several hour journey if your partner is patient, but it should never be painful. No. You don't want to drag someone there against their will um, without a light at the end of the tunnel. So it shouldn't be painful. No. But to me, a bookstore date is even like, oh, we only have 10 minutes before we need to get to the movie theater. Let's pop in the bookstore really quick. It can be as simple as that. That still counts as a bookstore date to me. We've done it. Yep. And I think we've given some good ideas for couples or friendships where they're mismatched to where people can still have fun. Yeah. When we say mismatched, we don't mean the people are mismatched. That sounds kind of bad. Just where the love of reading is mismatched. Exactly. Their level of interest in books and the bookstore is not not perfectly matched. And it doesn't have to be. Um, do you have a recommendation of the week? Uh, you go first. My recommendation of the week is Harney and Sons Pumpkin Spice Tea. <laughs> because it's fall. It is. I love tea. This is not sponsored, by the way. But if any tea companies oh, would sponsor this if podcast, any tea sponsors are I would to- just be over the moon because I have at least three cups of tea every day. Yeah. But Harney and Sons Pumpkin Spice Tea, I absolutely love it. I found my little tin at Target. And I love pumpkin-flavored stuff. I can totally get into the basicness of fall. I'm all about it. I think we should just take joy in whatever we want to take joy in. And I find joy in pumpkin everything. But I don't really like pumpkin spice lattes because they're so sweet and I don't want all of that sugar. So pumpkin spice tea is really important to me. And the Harney and Sons brand, I think, is the best pumpkin spice tea I've tried so far. So my recommendation of the week is to go and get some Harney and Sons pumpkin spice tea. If you don't see it at Target, I believe that you can order it from their online store. So last week I had a kind of a philosophical you should be reading for professional development as my recommendation of the week. Mm -hmm. I think this week I'm going to say kind of broad strokes, maybe a approach something that you haven't been doing for a while because maybe you'll find enjoyment in it again and i'm saying we need to start a new (laughs) a new segment because instead of recommendations of the week it's like i give a recommendation and then it's like curtis's words of wisdom yeah that's the jingle there doesn't need to be a jingle (laughs) but you know this week on curtis's corner (laughs) What are your, give us your words of wisdom. I played golf this week. (laughs) And I've been a player my whole life and was kind of not doing it for a while. And I had a lot of fun. So. Yeah, you were really sick of golf for a while. Yeah, mainly because any, any. Too much pressure on yourself. Enneagram three. Um, But, you know, taking less pressure on myself and then I had just had fun. So just get out there, find something that you enjoy doing and have fun. That's my, that's my wreck of the week. Curtis's words of wisdom. You need a jingle. I don't feel like the jingle. Someone make us a jingle and send it in. I don't feel like it's gonna catch on. Just wait. (laughs) Last minute reminders: We put out weekly episodes of this podcast every Tuesday. We either talk about bookworm topics or our buddy reads, and our buddy read episode is coming up in a few weeks. So if you want to read along with us, go and grab a copy of A Darker Shade of Magic by V. E. Schwab. This is a fantasy. There's magic. I think there's kind of like an adventure element to it. It takes place in England, right? Yes. So, and 
would you say it's like, you've started reading it, I haven't. Would you say it's like darker fantasy or lighter fantasy kind of? Well, there's blood magic and multiple universes. So I, I kind of throw And it has the word darker in the title. That's true. So, <laughs> so I don't really say it's... I'm just thinking it's like a good fall, like cozy up under a blanket, read it by the fire kind of feeling to it. For sure. So... Um, that's what we're going to be talking about at the end of this month. Remember that you can send us questions via social media or email, and you can find show notes. If the show notes aren't listed in your podcast app, you can find those at hereadsheread.org. Please subscribe to our podcast. More subscriptions and more reviews help people find us, and we like to talk to bookworms, and we would love to share the bookworm love. So, It would mean a lot to us if you left us a review and shared the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, the couple that reads together goes on multiple bookstore dates. Per week? (laughs) We don't per week. Per month, we probably do. At least more than once a year.